Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Wrestling Podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality in sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster, Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Sisters and brothers, stop the presses. Brad Shepard is back with a new podcast. Check this commercial out. He's taking the gloves off. He's talking in depth about pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, trending topics on social media, politics, and his crazy life. He's uncensored. He's unapologetic. He's media personality Brad Shepard. And he's unleashed. Brad Shepard Unleashed. Exclusively on Hameen Media Group. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Happy Thanksgiving, and welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. Listen, I hope you and all of your loved ones, no matter where you are around this galaxy, I hope you're safe. I hope that your belly is full. I hope that you are in a warm place. And most importantly, I hope that your your soul feels good. That's right. That's right. On this special edition of the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, it is all about the food. You got that right, Jack. I am going to be providing you with some clips that I've taken through the years discussing food with pro wrestlers, media personalities, fans, the whole nine yards here. We are going to go over food, food, food. Okay. And we're going to start off, we're going to start off with, I guess I have to say this here. These are my biggest rivals right now in all of pro wrestling. Okay. And this is a big deal. So let me get real serious here. And then, you know, from once I get this out of the way, don't worry, folks, we'll, we'll go back to fun, love and Duke, but I got to get real serious here. Okay. Cause I got an issue. The renegade twins. They have somehow, some way, they have set out 
the entire family, the Renegade family, have set out to try to ruin Duke Love's wrestling. Okay, it was bad enough that the Renegade twins have threatened me. It was bad enough that their father has has been pushing me around. Now they have gotten Adam B. from Foundation Radio. He's turned on the Duke, and he's taken the side of the Renegades, and, you know, I, I just don't understand it. So, and, and of course, this all centers around food. I'm going to take you down a journey here. We're going to start with Adam B. Okay, I had to straighten him out about Philly cheesesteaks. And then from there, you're going to hear my conversation with the Renegade Twins about ice cream. Okay, so just follow me here. We're going to talk cheesesteaks. We're going to talk ice cream. Check this out. Adam B., what's going on there, Adam? Duke, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited uh, about this. You know something, Adam? I, I know that we're going to get into the AEW talk, but but I'm a food guy, so we're going to talk about this first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and I, and I want to let you know that I'm going to be a little offensive here. So if you have to beat me up later, that's fine. I, it wouldn't be the first time <laughs> I've got my ass kicked, so it probably won't be the last <laughs> I think, in fact, Thunder Rosa owes me an ass whooping too. So it's it's kind of you'll just have to get in line. Um, That's fine. I've been to Philadelphia, and in okay. fact, I was at the first Ring of Honor show. Uh, the era of honor begins. I literally hopped into oh. a van with a bunch of other New Englanders from all over New England, Maine, and New Hampshire, and Massachusetts, and we went to Philly. We got to meet a bunch of the wrestlers, and, and we were on the show. I'm actually on the DVD as well. Oh, that's awesome. But the, the, the part that kills me is that we stopped at, I think it's Geno's. Is it Geno's? Uh, we yeah, and that's your first Geno's. problem right there. Yeah. We got a Philly cheesesteak. And listen, here in Massachusetts, here in Boston specifically, we have what are called steak and cheese subs, okay? Where you have your chopped mm -hmm. steak and, 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 you know, it's, it's properly seasoned and all that good stuff. And it's on the roll, but the the cheese is actually cheese, okay? It's actually okay. cheese, and it's usually like a like a white American cheese or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. Um, I, I don't ask questions. I just know that I, I grew up on it and I eat it, uh, and it tastes good. But this Philly cheesesteak business, I'm gonna I'm just gonna be be very clear with you right now, Adam, and 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 you may not like me after this, but I think it's a terrible sandwich. I think I think that it's offensive that Philadelphia has has built its reputation on this thing and tried to talk it up as being this great sandwich when it's not great. And I'm going to need your personal information after this, Adam, because I'm probably <laughs> going to sue you over this. Okay, so I just want to put that out there so we're clear. All right. <laughs> well, listen. Here's the problem. Here's your first problem that you went to Geno's. Don't go to Geno's and don't go to Pat's. Take it from someone who grew up in the Philadelphia area. Both of those places are tourist traps. They are the flashbang. I'll put it to you this way. They are the AEW of Philadelphia cheese. All flash, no bang. My favorite ice cream out there is, without a doubt, bubblegum ice cream. So, and I don't even know if you even know about bubblegum ice cream. I mean, you really got to be an ice cream head to know about that. But um, we'll start with Robin. Robin, what is your favorite ice cream? Well, before I answer that question, I want to touch on the fact that you said you like bubblegum ice cream. I'm a kid at heart. What do you want me to do? Yes, I love bubblegum ice cream. What's wrong with if that? If you said cotton candy, I'd be like, oh, okay. But bubblegum ice cream? Think of cotton candy ice cream, but with pieces of bubblegum in there, and you're pretty close to what it is. Oh, no, buddy. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a question. 
I have two go-tos. Double chocolate chunk with raspberry, like, puree in it, which is amazing. Or I go to a chocolate coffee kind of ice cream. I love it. Okay, what about you, Charlotte? I also have two go-tos, but it's something that, like, if I was sitting at home and I had, like, these two ice creams, I'd probably do, like, a half and half. Like, I'd do, like, one scoop and then that scoop and eat them together. Black cherry that has, like, whole pieces of black cherry in it. And then green tea, but only a very specific kind of green tea ice cream. That right there, chef's kiss. (laughs) delicious you know i I do want to point out the fact that i was just chastised about eating bubblegum ice cream and yet you two (laughs) want to have the fanciest like complicated ice cream in the history of life i mean just because as soon as these ladies get tag team championships suddenly they got to eat this fancy ice cream out here it's not all suddenly and i don't know why you got an attitude with this man you got to lower that (laughs) sorry take the bass out your voice sorry Sorry. Sorry. Okay. The Renegade Twins, they are your Mission Pro Wrestling World Tag Team Champion. They are going to be the World Tag Team Champions everywhere in the universe because that's just how great they are. Ladies, thank you for joining Duke Loves Wrestling. Thank you for having having us. us. Okay. So we so we have cheesesteaks, we have ice cream, but that's not enough here. Okay. You thought that you thought the issue was over there, not so fast. Adam B. on Foundation Radio, and actually is this week's episode, he had the Renegade Twins on, and to my chagrin, the three of them had a lot to say about the Duke. Check this out. I was going to ask you about this ice cream debacle that Duke brought up. Um, What was it, bubblegum ice cream now? Yeah. I worked as a manager um, of this small, like, family-run ice cream shop called the Frosty Caboose. It literally is a train caboose in a parking lot that we sell ice cream out of. And he found that out at the beginning of our thing. And uh, he was asking me, he was like, so what's your favorite kind of ice cream? I didn't know you worked at an ice cream shop. And I told him mine out of my ice cream shop. And because I've worked there for so long, I cannot eat any other kind of ice cream. Like right. it's literally only this one brand of ice cream that they only sell at this one place. So I only eat it there. So I told him my, my two favorites, green tea and black cherry. Robin right. tells hers, which is espresso chip. And raspberry chip. Oh, yeah. But they're both from just my ice cream shop. I won't eat them from other places. And he goes, We're like, what's yours? And he goes, Bubblegum. And what? I was like, No. That I is egregious. Egregious. I, I looked at him and I said, So before we even get into this conversation, how on earth are you going to tell me that your favorite type of ice cream is bubblegum ice cream? Who even, I don't even like bubblegum flavored, like, Gum. No, I don't like bubble gum no. flavored gum. So unless, like, it's, unless it's yeah. hubba bubba wrapped up in a little tiny thing, I don't want right. no bubble gum flavored anything. And the only reason I'm cool with hubba bubba is because it lasts for about ten seconds and the flavor's gone. <laughs> right. It's like the zebra stripe. Remember that that shit from back in the day? It's like, oh great, yeah, I get thirty seconds shit, of excitement dude. here. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, listen, this is coming from a guy who doesn't understand a Philly cheesesteak who says it's the most disgusting thing in the entire world. I have had I was like, gonna ask hours. How you about those. What's that? 
I was going to ask how you felt about those. Philly cheesesteaks are great. Like, you know, I, I don't eat them as much. Like everybody just thinks we live off of them in water ice and it's not, you know, I mean, it, it's just a stereotype. But um, if you're going to come to Philadelphia, don't go to like Gino's or Pat's. Those you are went really, to both of them. <laughs> I mean, it's like if you're from out of town, you should probably just experience it. And then you're going to then you're going to go to like a deli somewhere or you're going to go to like Tony Luke's. And then you'll be super disappointed that you didn't find out about that place first because it's way better. Um, Gino's is like, how can I compare Gino's to Pat's? Gino's made me feel like I had COVID. Pat's yes, Gino's not. is the Donald Trump of cheesesteak places. That is exactly what Gino's takes is. And oh. it's loud and brash and obnoxious and it tastes like shit. That's the, it's the, yes. So that's a great really, explanation. I was so upset because I looked at Charlotte. We went to Gino's and we took a bite and I said, Charlotte, I'm not eating this. I'm so pissed. <laughs> so we went to yeah. Pat's. Yep. And it was slightly better. And then mm -hmm. I looked at Charlotte and I said, I will never eat another Philly in Philly ever. The ones in Atlanta are 10 times better than these Phillies. <laughs> and that's the thing. People come here. They come from all over. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to Gino's. We're going to go to Pets. We're going to do fucking great. I'm no. like, this is dog. This is crap. Don't go no, here. No. I can tell you. I, I can literally. send anyone to Gino's or Pets. <laughs> I will tell you that there's a place up here. I live in, in Chester County. I live right outside of Westchester in a little place called Downingtown. And there is a pizza shop that's here called Lily's Pizza. They're right on the corner of Thorndale right before you hit Coatesville. They have their cheesesteaks are absolutely incredible. And I will take I will go out of my way to get a Lily's <laughs> cheesesteak before I ever step foot anywhere near freaking Gino's again. That is I yeah. you know what? I, I'm glad that I said that out loud and it's recorded now because it really is the Donald <laughs> Trump of cheesesteaks. Like it's so it's crazy. But, but no, if you I had mean, to pick between the two, is it Gino's or Pat's? Pat's. <sighs> Definitely Pat's. Yeah, I was Pat's, gonna say it's yeah. gotta be Pat's. If it's, anyone ever yeah. tells me Gino's, I'm gonna tell them that they were raised by the most tasteless people mm -hmm. I have ever met. Yep. I felt so bad. They were, yeah. We were with Tootie Lynn and Killa Kate. Okay. And neither, I think Killa Kate had had a Philly cheesesteak before, but Tootie Lynn had never had a Philly cheesesteak before. And me and Robin were so shocked because that's something that, like, you can get from a wing place down here, like right. wings and Phillies. And I was like, You've never had one? She was like, No. We took her to Gino's. Oh, no. She got one from Gino's and she oh. ate the entire thing. Ate the whole thing and said it was good. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, Tootie, no. But no. <laughs> what really upset me about Gino's What's was that? that we went to Gino's and we bought a very simple, like, it was just provolone and mushrooms. Right. right. Essentially all it was. And so I was expecting, because we saw like this counter, but we had yet to go look at the counter. So I was oh, expecting yeah. like the entire fixings, which normally on our stuff, it's onions bell peppers dijon mustard mayo uh right like all of the stuff and i go over there there's peppers that Cherry aren't pickles peppers? hold on but they're not yeah. even pickled peppers they're just sitting in pickled juice yes it's disgusting and then and then yellow mustard and ketchup were that their thing Pardon my French, but yellow mustard on a cheesesteak is a fucking sacrilege. Okay, thank you very much. You. Throw it in the goddamn garbage. Throw it thank away. You throw I was it away. Ketchup too. Why would you? Ever Why would put you ketchup on a freaking Philly? The audacity! <laughs> like, and the other thing that pisses me off too, because I lived in Pittsburgh for a little bit as well. We just came back because, um, like I said, my wife's pregnant. We moved back to be closer to family. In Pittsburgh, the first thing I'm like, all right, I'm gonna check this place out. These are the same people that put French fries on salads. Okay, they put green peppers on cheesesteaks and called it a Philly cheesesteak. I was like, the audacity of this oh, city I to don't disrespect like my peppers, food. So keep that yeah, away from me. No, I would immediately been like. So here in Atlanta, here in Atlanta, most of the time our Phillies consist of steak, Swiss cheese, onions, uh, green peppers, mushrooms, mushrooms, mm 
and provolone, pro- cheese. provolone cheese, Swiss cheese, um, honey or uh, Dijon mustard, mayo, and maybe some like uh, like a uh, peppercini. Okay. Um, but that's it. Right. And I would rather prefer all of that except for the peppercinis and the bell peppers. Yeah. This is only me though. I don't know how Charlotte feels about this, but I feel like when you cook pep- uh, bell peppers with something, yeah, it ruins everything mm-hmm. because it yeah. tastes just like bell peppers. It just tastes just like you're eating bell peppers the with a taste, different texture. The taste overpowers everything and then they get like nasty and mushy and it's just like it's a, there's a so the best way to do it the next time you come to Philly, the next time you're here and we'll we'll all go and I'll yes. walk you through. <laughs> I'll walk you through because there's a specific way you have to do it. And if you don't do it right, you're going to get your ass chewed out by these people, right? You go right up to the counter and you either say you 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 all you have to say is like if it's a if you wanted um a cheesesteak with provolone and fried onions all you have to say at the window i want a cheesesteak provolone wit and then they know exactly what you're talking about so it's either whiz with or whiz without or whatever cheese you want and then you go down to everything else is ordered at the other uh, at the other end like french fries drinks you have one window to get your steaks and then the other window to get your stuff and it's like a conga line that you have to go through and most people you like you can almost tell right away the people who are from out of town who come and they're like oh yes i'd like oh. this that they have the long orders and shit and these guys are fucking pissed because they're like come on we got like a hundred people here right but no i mean it's like oh. if you if you come back to philadelphia just don't ever go there. It's just not good. And Duke base, I think Duke bases his entire perception of the cheesesteak on the Donald Trump of cheesesteaks, which is just awful. So That's I have to so school sad. him. Don't and it that, is. Duke. Duke, listen, man, I, I love you, Duke. And I think you're a wonderful guy, but I think you're really misguided on this, uh, this silly cheesesteak <laughs> thing. Uh, I and think if you come, ice cream choice, oh my but... God, dude, throw that shit with bubblegum ice cream. I am questioning this choice, sir. I we're gonna have to have a conversation about this offline. Let's but just, yes. let's just all agree that if Duke ever asks us to go out to dinner, we he doesn't no. he doesn't get to choose the dinner place. <laughs> he doesn't get to choose. That is fair. We will take <laughs> him where to go, and and not, none of that shit's gonna be on the menu anywhere, Duke. <laughs> right. I am I am calling bullshit on the entire operation, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, you can you can head over. To any of your favorite podcast apps, including the one that you're listening to, Duke Loves Rasson on right now, and just type in Foundation Radio to hear that full episode. It is absolutely fantastic until like the last 15 minutes, which are just ridiculous, because Adam B. and the Renegade Twins, they were running the Duke down, Jack. They were running the Duke down. Okay? Now, if that's not enough, Papa Renegade. You know, this guy, he, he's acting like a big shot online. I got to tell you this right now, okay? And let, me, and let me just say this. Papa Renegade, you're a hell of a guy. I take nothing away from you. But what we have going on between you and I, my friend, is a failure to communicate. And what I mean by that is you don't jump online and start popping off at the Duke for the whole world to see. You don't do that, okay? This guy has taken issue with me. Because the Duke, me, okay, the man that makes it all go round had the audacity to refer to his wife as the lovely Mama Renegade. And she is lovely. At least that's what I thought. So so Papa Renegade, he's been he's been, you know, throwing in some shots here and there, and then finally he decided to challenge me. Now we all know that the Duke knows it. Not only does the Duke love wrestling, Duke knows wrestling, okay? You got that right. So Papa Renegade challenged me 
Survivor Series just happened. We had Charlotte Flair taking on that punk Becky Lynch. And Papa Renegade challenged me. He said, listen, I bet you Becky Lynch is going to defeat Charlotte Flair. And I said, please, that's not going to happen. Okay, well, step up, buddy. What do you got? What do you got? He said, oh, you know, we'll go cheesesteak for cheesesteak or, or we could substitute T-shirts or whatever. But, you know, Papa Renegade said Becky was going to beat Charlotte. Now, come on. That seemed like an easy win to me. And then Mama Renegade, she sweetened the pot by saying that she agreed with the Duke that Charlotte Flair would defeat Becky Lynch at Survivor Series. So I said, okay, this is good. Fine. So I take him up on this. Little did I know that punk Becky Lynch would cheat. She cheated to defeat the great Charlotte Flair. And because of that, Papa Renegade had defeated the Duke. And Mama Renegade, it see, you know, this is a heel turn. She was in on it. She set me up. Let's just get, let's just get that out of the way. Mama Renegade set the Duke up. She knew that her husband had an ace up his sleeve. I should have never uh, believed her. I should have known that she was going to take the side of the love of her life. I thought that, you know, maybe this is one of those chances where she was trying to, you know, straighten him out. But no, this was a setup. This was a heel turn. I should have seen it a mile away. Shame on me. So here's how this is going to go down. Papa Renegade, the next time I see you, okay, I want you to turn this up and I want you to listen real closely, Jack, because I'm going to tell you straight up. The next time I see you, Papa Renegade, I'm going to look you straight in your eyes. You understand? I'm going to look you straight in your eyes. And then I am going to do the thing that you will not see coming. You are not prepared for this. I am going to run as fast as I can away from you. You understand? And for anyone listening right now, listen, don't don't sit here and try to say, oh, Duke's running away. Listen, you got to understand something. Papa Renegade, he doesn't fight fair. OK, he's got five dogs, not one, not two, not three, not four. He has five dogs. So you got that. He has a son that's going to be a rock star, which means that he can hire security to take me out. And then even if I get past the five dogs. If I get past the, the son that's a rock star, oh, by the way, he has two daughters who are not only the CCW tag team champions, they are the Mission Pro Wrestling World tag team champions. I mean, they and not only that, they are professional thumb breakers. And I don't know about anybody else, but let me tell you something. The Duke needs his thumbs. OK, have you ever tried to do anything without your thumbs? You can't tie your shoes. You can't button your shirt. You can't tell somebody they're doing a good job. I mean, there's nothing that you can do without your thumb. So, that, so listen, I, I'm not going to take these risks. I will run away. And Papa Renegade, you need to understand, man. I can run fast. And I'll outrun you and that whole gang of renegades that you have going on there, Jack. You understand? It's, it's unfortunate that you've driven me to the point where I got to talk tough to you like this. But this is where we're at. Okay? You made a big mistake. When I see you, it's on sight. Okay. As soon as I lay eyes on you, I'm running away. And that will teach you a big lesson. Don't play with the Duke, Jack. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry, folks. I didn't mean to, 
to bring it to that level. You know, I try to be a peaceful guy, but this Papa Renegade, he's just out of control. He's out of control. He, you know, and, and, and not only that, Mama Renegade, she set me up. It's ridiculous. I got, I got the Renegade twins. They're going on Foundation Radio. You know, Adam B is supposed to be a friend of mine. They go on Foundation Radio. They're running the Duke down. It's just, it's, it's out of control. They got five dogs. Who, who has five dogs? They could literally, you know, play a whole basketball game. They have so many dogs. They got to start in five. And then they got a rock star as a son. I mean, now how am I supposed to compete with that? I'm one guy. I'm just one guy. And I got to take on the whole. No, listen, I will run. I listen. I'm ready, Jack. Okay. Don't play games. On site, I'm out of here. That's right. Okay. Okay. I'm going to move on now and get back to the to the real food here because, you know, this this got me a little excited. I, I have to be honest with you here. Whew. Got me a little excited here. In fact, you know something? Since we started talking about, you know, sandwiches, which is just terrible, we're going to keep that train going here. Check out my man, Danny G. If I need... A good sub, okay? Oh, I okay. Need a, I need a sub, and it doesn't matter what kind, whether it's a steak and cheese, whether it's an Italian, whatever. If I need a good sub, that's going to make me like, it's going to feed me well, it's going to make me feel good, and it's going to be the best I've ever had around. Where am I going, and what exactly is on the sub? What kind of sub is it? How All do right. I get it? What's right. the Danny G uh, answer to? Oh, so I can actually speak to this, okay? I worked at a deli in Rhode Island for years. It's it's now it's called Jay's Deli. Uh, he's got two of them. A very good friend of mine. Um, he's voted been voted best deli in Rhode Island numerous amount of times. Um, my favorite sandwich that they do. It's actually called it's called the Wild Turkey, right? It's got. He makes foot-long subs, and he puts half a pound of good quality meat on all of his sandwiches. And this has melted cheddar cheese with turkey, uh, bacon, and then just Thousand Island dressing. And that is, um, to me, that's just like perfection. Um, I love that. Um, you know, but it all, I mean, if you, if, I mean, I love a good Italian sub. I don't know about you. Um, uh, there's a place in, there's another place in Rhode Island called the Sandwich Hot that makes a really nice one. Um, and I know you being from Boston, you've probably been to Sam Lagrasse's, La right? Sam Lagrasse's is 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 a, a staple. You cannot oh. eat from here and not get one of those world famous sandwiches from from uh, Lagrasse's. There's no way you can't you can't do it. You and you you know you're you know you're busy when you can be open Monday through Friday from seven to three in the food restaurant in the food business and do well. Yeah, I mean you can't go wrong with anything anything from there, but um. You know, I mean, sandwiches are my thing. <laughs> it's just so funny that that's what you asked me about, Duke. Because I mean, I love sandwiches. I make them at home. Uh, that it's just it's just my thing. But yeah, my buddy's deli down in Rhode Island. Um, they they they, they do really well. We used to I used to work there uh, years ago now, and on a Friday we would pump out sometimes sixteen hundred sandwiches. It's crazy. It was crazy. Well, thank you to my man Danny G for saving the day there. Getting us out of that whole renegade situation there, talking about some great sandwiches that you can get in the New England area, Rhode Island especially. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And you know something? I'm going to take us on a tour right now. Okay, the next few conversations that I have, I am going to take you on a tour around the world. You can hear about cuisine from all over. We're going to start with one of the hottest free agents on the independent wrestling scene today, 
She was ranked in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated PWI Women's 150. So she's literally one of the top 150 women in all of pro wrestling today. The one, the only, Miss Layla Gray. Here on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, everybody knows I am a foodie. I love food. Can't live without food, obviously, but I, I'm, I'm a person that is very... <laughs> I, I feel like when it comes to connecting with people, um, culture is very important. And, and what's more cultural than music and food, you know? So before I let you go, I got to ask you this. If you're hosting and, you know, you get to decide what's going to be on the menu here, what is Layla Gray's favorite Dominican feast? All right. So forget about diet or if you if you had to, you know, work out or whatever, just if you're going to indulge, what's Layla Gray's favorite Dominican feast? Anything my mom's cooking, basically, is my favorite Dominican feast. She just makes great food, everything. But I do love me a Dominican breakfast, and that is mango salami and queso frito. It's a fried cheese salami and, like, the mashed plants. And I'm sure you probably know about it. <laughs> that is my go-to, and it's delicious. And that's definitely what I'll be serving up. Well, you know what? I got to say this. Of course, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I just found something in the past year that that knocked me over. You ready for this? Plantain pizza. So the crust is actually plantain. Have you ever seen yes. that before? <sighs> I saw this. I saw this on Facebook on like uh, BuzzFeed or, or one of those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One of those videos. Yes, I saw it. I saw it. And um, instead of pepperoni, they put uh, salami. Yes. Oh, my God. That looks amazing. I actually have it saved because one day I said I'm going to make it. Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see if that ever happens. But I do have it saved on my phone in case one day I ever decide to try it. But right, it well, looks listen, delicious. I'm going to I'm going to make a deal with you. OK, and, and this is exclusive here on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Everyone, Layla Gray, when you make this. Well, you promise that you put it on YouTube because we got to see you put this thing together here, or at least we got to see you do the taste test. Can, can you promise that you'll do that? Yes, absolutely. I'll make a whole video and everything of me making it and me tasting it and giving a review. And I'm honest. If it sucks, it sucks. <laughs> Great stuff there from Layla Gray. And we're not stopping there. Okay, we visited the Dominican. Let's go to Puerto Rico next with fantastic writer and media personality in pro wrestling marie shadows okay marie before i let you go you know i, I had to bring this up here because sure. i did my i did my research and i found out that not only are you uh, puerto rican but you're also italian yes, I am. so we're talking about the greatest fusion of food and music and overall culture just great stuff here going on um with your background and your household so to speak so please you gotta let us know if you could combine a dish from both cultures and make one ultimate this is a great snack or a great uh, main course or something like that what's something from the italian side and the puerto rican side that you can put together and it would just be heaven for anyone who's going to eat it oh man that is such a great question so two biggest staples on uh, in this culture would be that on the Puerto Rican side, you have a penne. And then on the Italian side, you have lasagna. Imagine 
instead of putting regular ground beef in the lasagna, you take a done fenny, uh, shred it up, and put it in the lasagna. So you could have the combination of both worlds as a fenny lasagna, even though that's not the most graceful names. But you get it. You combine both of them together, and you know it'll probably be great. So wait, wait, what, you said a penny. What, what is that? For anyone who oh, doesn't sorry, know what that is. Sorry. <laughs> so a penny is basically a pork shoulder uh, marinated in sofrito, which is a combination of uh, herbs and peppers and just great spices. And you put it in as a rub, you put it in the oven, you cook it. So basically, instead of Puerto Ricans calling it a pork shoulder, it's basically a penny. That, that's what it is. It's a juicy uh, pork love goodness that after it's done, you get to shred it up as if like it's uh, shredded pork and you just put it with the lasagna when you make it. So, yeah. So literally a penny, this 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 pork shoulder that's spiced with all the, yep. the delicious uh, Puerto Rican spices and what yep. have you. And then you stuff it in your lasagna shells. Oh, my goodness. We got we to gotta make up a name for this. I don't even know what it would be, but um, if you're if your fans want to make up a name for it, that'd be great. You know, I I'll just call it like it is. It's a fenny lasagna. There it is. Combine the best of both worlds. Her name is Marie Shadows. Not only can you read great stories from her and listen to her with some great takes on pro wrestling, but she can even give you some delicious recipes like the fenny lasagna. Thanks again, Marie. (laughs) Thank you, man. Pleasure. All right. Well, now let's head over to Japan. Thunder Rosa talks to us about her favorite food in Japan. Check this out. Listen, b- before we let you go, Thunder Rosa, I know that you're a big fan of sushi. The freshest, the best. Have you been able to celebrate with some sushi since you've had that, that MMA fight? Well, when I go to Japan, yeah, I will get it like freshly made out there. So I'm waiting. Honestly, I haven't had any sushi since I had my fight. I had everything else of that. And I'm going back in January. January 1st, I'm flying, and then I'll be doing my uh, comeback at Cork and Hall. Where else in Cork and Hall, man? I'm going to brag about it. I love Cork and Hall. So if you're going to see Thunder Rosa in Cork and Hall, listen. Maybe you can suggest the best sushi spots for her. Always fun to talk to our sister Thunder Rosa. You know, you can catch her in All Elite Wrestling, Mission Pro Wrestling. In fact, check out her YouTube channel. She's currently doing a taco tour where she's made stops in cities all over the country and finding their best tacos. Ooh, so definitely check that out there. And, you know, keep in mind, folks, we're going around the world here right now. Thanksgiving is not just about turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce and all that stuff. It doesn't matter where your cuisine is from. And, and there's such diversity in food and people from all over the world, people who are interested in different cultures, want to try different foods. It's interesting. You know what I mean? And I'm into that. I'm, I'm 100% into that. And many of you are as well because you, you respond so positively about food conversations that we've had on the show through the years. So our next stop right now is all the way over in Pakistan. We have Asjad, who is a super fan, and he describes the cuisine over there and some of the great stuff that you definitely want to check out, which, you know, I've, I've had Pakistani food here in America, and I'm sure it's not as good as the original stuff back where they are, but let me tell you something, delicious stuff, man. So once again, Asjad. 
when it comes to food, especially from Pakistan, shawarma, okay? We're talking shawarma, especially my favorite type if you get the lamb and the beef mix. There is something about getting a really good shawarma, not just a shawarma plate. Have them make the, the, the whole sandwich for you, and it's crispy on the outside. It's chewy on the inside. The meat is properly seasoned and marinated. Oh, my goodness, just the flavors is just incredible. Where is the best place to get the best shawarma in the world? Where is it in Pakistan? Oh, it's 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 pretty much in every city in Pakistan, whether you go to our capital in Islamabad, whether you come to Lahore, Karachi, these are the three famous cities. You'll find the best shawarmas everywhere. I don't want to uh, quote one, and, and I'll tell you, and one small interesting thing about food here, food is so delicious and so popular in Pakistan that we have intercities rivalries. People are like we debate about pro wrestling. People here are debating about food. One city says, for example, our shawarma is better. Our shawarma kicks ass. My city says, no, our shawarma is better. Uh, the third city would say our shawarma. There's actually a food war going on in Pakistan. In every city, they're hyping up their food. Every city says our food is the best. That is how important food is. And that is how delicious it is. So that's why I said you're going to find the best shawarma in pretty much every city in Pakistan. Because because Pakistan is one of the originators. I wouldn't say the originator. I think it's available in Arab countries as well. But one of the originators of different types of shawarmas. So yeah, so yeah. If if you ever get the chance, try local Pakistani food. You're going to absolutely love it. Okay, so let's let's say I'm in Pakistan, Ashjad. Yeah, I'm in Pakistan. Uh, I'm in your city, right? Let's say I'm in your city. Tell me what I need to eat. Let's start with you know the 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 appetizer, the main course, and then the dessert. So give me give me a whole right. Pakistani meal. What am I getting? All right, all right, done. So. so for for breakfast, you're going to have uh, what they call in, 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 in our language is naan chane, right? So naan is basically like a chapati, right? So I'm, I'm sure you know what a chapati is, right? Well, okay. you know, I, I've actually I've, I've actually had naan chane before, so I know exactly what you mean. But I, yeah, but I, but I, I'm going to go along with you. Though. I want you to. I, w- I didn't realize that was a Pakistani dish. I want you to explain it though. Yes, I, I know what a chapati. It's a bread. Type of bread. Yep. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 type of a bread. Not not exactly like a bread, but it's type of a bread. And 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 the locally produced uh, bread called naan is absolutely amazing. You're going to be like, what is this man? Along with that, you have chanas. I I don't know what they'll call chana in English. I I'm, I really don't know the word for it. We've never used it here. That's why I probably don't know the word. But uh, it's like beans. Maybe I would say beans in a gravy. So, so that maybe might be the right explanation for Chane. That's what you get for breakfast. You're going to get the best breakfast here in Lahore. There, there is absolutely no doubt about that, right? And and then and then for lunch, I'd recommend that there's a dish called biryani here. It's very famous in Pakistan, right? If you if you look up biryani on Google, it's it's it doesn't have an English name. It's obviously it's a rice based dish. It's based on rice. It's like spicy rice and they have a lot of chicken in it. And they, it's, 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 it's very different. It's very tasty as well. So I would recommend uh, hold on biryani a for on lunch. Azjad, Azjad, on that, on that, uh, say it again. Say the word again. I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Biryani, B-I-R-Y-A-N-I, biryani. 
biryani. Now, isn't there an yeah. egg involved in that as well? There could be. So, so there are okay. different recipes for it. Some people can involve egg in it. Some people might not. So gotcha. there are different types of biryanis as well. So there might be an egg involved in it. So that is another great dish, which I don't think you'll find any better biryani, any better form of rice than in Pakistan. And and for dinner, oh, and for dinner, I'd recommend uh, a barbecue. Pakistani barbecue is absolutely awesome, right? So they have kebabs. They have kebabs there, uh, which are made out of chicken or are made out of beef as well. They're delicious, right? So kebabs and barbecue is something I'd recommend for dinner. So that's your whole day. And and for dessert, now that is the interesting part. Okay, so for dessert, there is a dish called um, halwa, right? So halwa, H-A-L-W-A, halwa. It's delicious as well. It's a Pakistani dish. It's it's probably, it's, it's a Southeast Asian dish, I would say. It's in India as well. So halwa is something I'd recommend for dessert. I'm not recommending ice cream or, you know, milkshakes or stuff like that because it's available everywhere. I'm sticking to Pakistani specific dishes. So that is my overall recommendation to you on food. Our Duke is very hungry now, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm very hungry, but now you, you got to tell everybody what's in the halwa. What, what is halwa? Uh, it's 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 like a, a sweet it's like a very sweet dish uh, it has some nuts in it some nuts are mixed in it and and maybe yeah nuts are mixed in it and you sort of just use it and i don't know it's very hard to explain it's so delicious but you know i i think i can talk about wrestling all day long i can talk about food but it's so hard to explain the dishes and the recipes <laughs> i i don't i don't cook i'm a terrible cook <laughs> ah, but you eat. But you eat. Yeah, that's you know, everyone has I, a role. I, you eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I. Now, can we can we agree to do like a a, a date milkshake to to go along with that? There is is that is that fair? Mm, yeah, absolutely. That that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, you get the the you, you got to blend up the dates with the honey, maybe a little bit of milk yeah. in there, and serve it Ooh. ice cold. Right, a little bit of cinnamon on top. Absolutely. Come on, cinnamon nutmeg yeah, on top. Ab- Come on. Listen, bro. Absolutely, I, know, I agree. I, I agree. know my food and drinks now, uh, Ajjad. You, you do, you do, you do, you <laughs> do. And 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 you know what the what the what the interesting part is you, when you mention milkshakes, uh, Pakistan and India and these Southeast Asian countries they're very well known for their agriculture, right, and farming. So naturally, uh, with agriculture and farming. Uh, the fruits which are grown here are are much more tastier, much more fresher than you might find in other countries. In fact, the interesting part is when when Pakistanis move to countries like United States or UK, let's say, they the only thing they ask from us relatives is please send us the mangoes, please send us the bananas because the fruits here are. Uh, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know if it, it's, it's it's good to say this, but I think the, the original fruits are here in, in in these countries, and and you guys need to really pick up pick up some fruits from us because we have a very huge fruit industry, a very huge agriculture and farming industry, and then and then and then I'll go to the milkshakes. So when when you are having milkshakes, they're obviously based off of fruit. So when you're having a, a milkshake from, for, for example, a mango milkshake from a Pakistani mango, a, a properly you know farmed and and grown. Pakistani mango, the taste becomes 10 times much better than how would you experience a shake anywhere else in the world. So yeah, anything that is related to fruits in Pakistan, you're going to love it. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a funny story uh, real quick. I Jod, and we'll end it here. Yesterday, I literally blended up some mango and uh-huh. I um, put a little bit of, of, of honey in there with it and uh-huh. just, a, just a, a little bit of uh, milk and then I froze it. 
and you gotta you gotta mm-hmm. mash it. You gotta mash it up while it's free, mm-hmm. freezing inside of the Ziploc bag. You gotta mash it every hour and a half or so to, to get the proper consistency. But what you end up mm-hmm. having is like a, a frozen treat, like a, um, yeah. a slushy or what have you. Because as it melts, yeah. you could stick a you could stick a, a, a um, straw in there and drink it as you're using your spoon to spoon it out and eat it as well. So it's just a really nice, there's nothing like a fresh mango though. You're absolutely right. I love, love mango. I don't like them sour though. I got to have them sweet. Mm -hmm. I don't like them sour. Mm -hmm. I know some people like sour mango and, and, and I guess it's related to the papaya family. Um, Mm. So they, they do different (laughs) things where they'll season it with, with chili pepper and, 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 and salt and stuff. No, I like to have sweet mango. That's my favorite. No, nobody does that here. Ma- all mangoes are sweeter. They're fresh and all of them are sweet. <laughs> Good stuff there from our man Ashjad from Pakistan. And now we're going to move on to England. Okay, we have MMA reporter, actress, model, badass, Jade Morris, who not only talks to us about a delicious English meal, but also the proper way to make an English cup of tea. One food that Jade Morris loves so much and, and she has to have. I mean, if, if, you, if you had to pick one, what's it going to be? Oh, man. In terms of, like, sweets or... You, you know what? Let's open it anything. up. Anything. But it has to be specific <laughs> to, to England. It has to be specific to over there. Uh, oh, a Sunday roast, actually. So you'd have, like... I have a beef or chicken and you'd have big Yorkshire puddings, some gravy, and you've got to have, the rule is that you've got to have really crispy potatoes okay. and a bit of veg. Okay. So that's crispy like very, potato. very English. So we do that on a Sunday. Now, now, what do you chase that with? Is, is that a Guinness or, or, or what, kind of, what kind of drink <laughs> do we have on the side with that? Oh, cu- no, cup of tea all the way. Cup, cup of tea. tea. Cup or of maybe tea. like a glass of wine. I do love my tea. I didn't realize how British I was till I, till I traveled away and I couldn't get like, you know, a nice English cup of tea. I was like, damn. <laughs> but I do, I do love a cup of tea. I think I have a bit of an addiction to caffeine, if I'm honest, which I probably would have to with uh, the time that I watch my fights. <laughs> well, well, we got to end with this here. What is a jade? I'm not asking for just a, a British tea. What is a jade Morris tea? Give, give us the recipe here. Starting from the beginning, if if you're making your, your a cup of tea, this is indicative of what Jade Morris loves the most. <laughs> what are we doing here? So, to paint the picture for you, so the fights are about to start. You put the kettle on, the kettle boils. You put your PG tips uh, tea bag into your tea, and also the cup is very important as well. It has to be, you know, like it can't be a very wide cup. It has to be quite a thin cup. Um, and then obviously once it's boiled, you pour the water in and then you put a dash of milk in um, and then you squeeze the tea bag a teeny bit and then you take it out. And that is a proper jade English tea. You do not put the milk in first. I've seen these videos and they're very distressing. <laughs> you do not put the milk in first. So you put the milk in afterwards. There you have it, folks. Uh, that is a Jade Morris cup of tea. From the one and only Jade Morris at Jade Morris MMA on Instagram, on Twitter. Good stuff there from Jade Morris. She's hilarious. I mean, the accent is so cool. Now, not only is she an MMA reporter, she also is a trained MMA fighter. So be careful there. She won't admit that out loud, but you be careful. Don't mess with Jade Morris for sure. 
Okay, we are going to now go to our man who is a pro wrestler, a trained chef, and a guy that absolutely can cook anything from all over the world. He is just so fantastic. I'm talking about my man, Chef Manny Fresh. I am going to be doing uh, a smoked brisket. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm buying a brisket tomorrow, um, and then I'm going to marinate it for two days. And then I'm going to wake up around four in the morning and pop it in a smoker and slow cook it till about six in the afternoon, six in the evening, mm. roughly. Mm. Mm-hmm. How many hours is that? How many hours is that? But is that uh, is that 10 11 hours? Uh That's about 13. Okay, good. Yes, that's That's, that's going to you you, you a good 13 hours. You only need a fork and you can pull that <laughs> apart, man. That is going to shred right up, right? <laughs> that's going right? to be a good 13 hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would shred and right and up with a fork. And usually with the with the brisket, I take the cap off. And what I do with the cap uh, I do the burnt ends with the cap also. Ooh, nice. Yeah. nice. Nice. So I do the burnt so let me, ends. Let me, let me tell you something interesting. Let, hold that for a second because we've got All our right. meat, which is important. We've got our protein. All right. I just found out. I never knew this. And I've been eating okay. this stuff my entire life. You know, my mom's mm-hmm. Jamaican. I don't think a lot of people realize this, but in Jamaica, we have a very strong Irish population over there. Yes. Yes, you right? do. Irish even in my, my, and my blood. Irish. Spanish and um, English Chinese. But, and Chinese, yes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, would, would it would blow their mind to see a, a, a Chinese, you know, Asian, but literally these, they're mostly from China. But see a Chinese person speaking with a Jamaican Patois is, is just, it'll knock your and, socks off. And if, pe- and if people do their history while the Chinese was there, it was because they had to travel through the West Indies to get to the Americas to help build the railroads. So exactly. a lot of people don't realize that. I do my history. Man, he knows. You know your history. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I know my history. history. I know where I come from. So that's why when uh, we're, we're going to get into a whole political thing, but yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I know that's for your other podcast. Yes. <laughs> I know. Yes. I, I got to get you a deal of wood. <laughs> I know where I come from. Put it like that. Damn right. Damn right. Damn right. So, but, but I bring up Irish because of this, you know, I'm in Boston. I'm born and raised in Boston. Of course we have a strong Irish population here as well. Yeah, in fact, tell me. I already know what you're going to say. I already know what you're going to say. All right. You know where I'm going. So cabbage. I, I <laughs> didn't. Well, of course, I love cat. I love to make uh, cabbage. In fact, I was eating I was eating sauerkraut today, which is, is, is cabbage. But I did not know corned beef is mm-hmm. technically a brisket. Yeah, it is. I did not know that it was a brisket. So, so yeah. here's the deal. Chef. When it comes to that's St. The Patrick's Day, that is the cap. Yeah, that's the cap, right? So, so when it comes to St. Patrick's Day, corned beef is dirt cheap in Massachusetts. It is, I mean, I'm talking like nine cents a pound. Jeez. Right. So I bought a couple, you know, and throw them in the freezer, and it's like whenever you're ready to make it, you make it. So I made one, and what did I do? I soaked it. I soaked it for about two hours. Uh, just to get a, the excess salt out of it, because you know corned beef is very, very salty. There's a reason. That's mm-hmm. why it's called corned, right? And then I made it. I put it in the slow cooker, and I I cooked it for about five or six hours. 
Right. And the way that it came out, it came out like regular deli style corned beef. So you slice it and you slice it thin, but it, you know, it has a little bite to it and what have you and everything was fine. That's great. The second one, I put it in the slow cooker and I actually cook that for 11 hours on low in the slow cooker. And Chef Manny, let me tell you something like I was just talking about with, with what you're going to do when you smoke yours for at least 13 hours. You take the fork and you can pull that sucker apart. It is just so incredible. And then you can take it and do whatever the hell you want with it. If you want to sauce it, if you want to, oh, yeah. you, could, you could turn it into whatever flavor you want after that. Oh, right? yeah. It's like a sponge. It's, it's like a sponge. It really is. And, you know, when I when I do it in the slow cooker, I use allspice, bay leaf, garlic powder, onion powder. Let me tell you something, brother. It sounds crazy, but I'm telling you the flavor profile when it's done is just incredible you want me to it you want incredible. me to help you add something to that please please do please add some uh soy sauce oh yes okay right add some soy sauce right a okay. hint not not too much all right add some sesame oil Ooh. and then add some ginger but not yes. powdered ginger yes. you yes. have real to ginger. like real ginger but you have to. Uh, how do you say in English? I, I, in Spanish, it's called guayado. Um, oh my god! What, well, you have to crush it. You have to crush it. Not, not crush it. Um, oh my gosh! What is the word that I'm looking for? I know it in Spanish. Define it. Define it. What do you? What do you, uh, what do you grind say? it. You you have to grind, grind it. it. That's what you I have to grind when it I say crush. It. Listen, I know a little bit of Spanish, Chef Manny, so that's why you know <laughs> I was close. <laughs> yeah, you have to make it like a paste, almost like a whole yes. paste. So, you so let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I buy the frozen crushed ginger, which is basically a paste. It's like a little right. ice cube, but it's all the ginger. I do it with garlic, too, and it's basically the paste. Okay, and, and you're up in Boston right now, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so um, I think they may have this at Walmart. I don't know if you guys got a Walmart up there or not. You probably yeah, do. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, there, there is a paste. There's an actual paste in the in the veggie section. Um, I know they have it down here in Florida. There's an actual paste. It, it comes in a tube, and you can use the paste for it. Yes, so it's, that, it's the it's white, right? Isn't it like a white tube? It I believe looks so. Like yeah. a, a frosting tube. It almost looks like a frosting tube. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Wow. So yeah, use that. But yeah, if you use those flavors on top of that, that's mixing the. That's mixing the Jamaican style with the Asian style. That's the fusion yes. part. That's the yes. fusion part. Yes. Okay. Um, now, now that we're talking about corned beef, now we're getting into the corned beef stuff. Um, I have um, friends that are Polynesian. Um, and this is, again, this is me not doing... I hate doing this. This is me not doing name drops. So I'm not going to do no name drops. But they <laughs> <laughs> they are uh, Hall of Famers. <laughs> um, oh, I got you. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they are Hall of Famers. And, and we call him Pops. So those yep. of you that are listening to it, you know who Pops is. Um, yep. we go, yep. me, and, me and Ashley go to his house every so often. And I always ask him, I'm like, hey, Pops, um, you know, uh, what kind of food do you like having? 
and you know we'll talk and he'll t- he's a big seafood eater he is a huge seafood eater um but i asked him about this one dish that had corned beef in it and he told me the you know the proper way to to prepare it and stuff so basically you take a banana leaf and you put corned beef inside the banana leaf with mix it with a uh, coconut milk mm. sauteed onions salt pepper garlic and then you fold the banana leaf right and you tie it traditionally you put it over a fire of coal okay you put it over a fire of coal for like a couple hours and then you take it out and then you open it from the banana leaf now the banana leaf has flavor a lot of flavor sure sure mixed with the coconut milk mixed with the salt pepper and the garlic and, and the onions and everything i made this at home and it came out so good. <laughs> wow. It came out so good. So this is, again, I, I, I implore people, get away from your safety net. And when I say your safety net, open up your palate more because there is so much good food out there, like from different cultures. Start learning about them because you're missing out on a lot. Like I do a lot of reading on food. Um, there are days where I'll look at my wife and say, hey, what part of the world do you want to eat out of? And she'll come up with the most random freaking country. And I'll start making it. Um, I've made I've made Somalian food before. I've made Turkish food. Uh, I've made food from Israel. I made food from um, Samoa. I made... You know, you name it. I'll, 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 I'll mimic it. I'll make it. And trust me, this food out there that I made, I was like, this tastes like crap. <laughs> but I make it. I make it, and I follow it through, through and through. Good stuff there from Chef Manny Fresh. And listen, I know you're getting a little thirsty right now, so let me go straight to the Mission Pro Wrestling World Champion Holiday and our conversation about. Soda, or as she calls it, pop. Okay, now no. listen, I'm not trying to start nothing because look, does, look, clearly you are. I, well, I, I, and I and I want to be, I, I want to be upfront, Holiday. Okay. I, I think I can outrun you because I, I I'm used to running away from from people who are bigger and stronger uh-huh. than me. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like you know what I'm saying. But I, right, I I'm not trying to talk tough. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying Spit to act tough. But I'm just Spit saying, if you if you show up outside my door, I'm going the other way. So just know that, okay? <laughs> I stay okay. in sneakers. Just know that. Okay. You said pop. Now, I did say pop because that's what it's called, pop. Okay. Now, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you're talking. I about mean, a, some people like to call it soda. Or okay. Whatever. Okay. Okay. So it's soda, <laughs> but you call it pop. Beverage. Yes, I do call it pop because that's what it's called. I, I, I need yeah. to know where this is coming from. I mean, who misguided you and, and had you say this this terrible word? I mean, it's, it's soda. Everybody knows it's soda. It's soda, soda pop. Soda pop. Yeah. And you put respect on your last name, right? That's hey, the name that down for generations is the last name, Soda Pop. So, hello, Pop. Okay. All your right. last name is what people going to remember you by, right? That's yeah. what's going to carry on to your grandkids or whoever and so forth so forth. Now your first name, Pop. Soda Pop. pop. All right, pop. so I, I gotta, I, I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna put respect on pop because I don't want any problems. Yeah. But, 
you know, I'm, I'm going to have my control over Holly Day because when she's not around, I'm going to call her soda. But when she's around, I'm going to call her pop. So she don't know that. But that's, that's okay. right. That's right. Gonna that's keep right. That here. And, and you said that's you right. said you you said you ranch dressing. So are you a dipper? I, I had a whole show about this. I like to dip my chicken. OK, I'm not one of those people that just eats plain chicken. I got to have my dip. I got to have my barbecue sauce, my ranch. I have to dip. Are you a dipper? You mean like, do I like to dip it in or pour it out? Is that what you mean? Yeah, dip it in. But like the the kind I got, you got to pour it out. So like, I like to pour it in them so that I can dip it. But I would prefer to dip it into something that way you can get more of the meat. See. And the see. sauce. Uh huh. So I'm I with you. We, it, we, we there, you know. We, we there. The, the yeah. Popcorn, that's another. That's another thing. But I'm with you. I'm with you on the dip. You know, it, sometimes you just have to find the common ground. So we, we couldn't there get we there go. with the pop, but we, but we got there. That was fun. And listen, I, I want to thank Holiday for not beating me up for disagreeing with her. But as you've already established, I can run and I can run very fast. So she's got to catch me first, Jack. That's right. Okay. We're going to go straight to Bizarre Foods next. Indie wrestling sensation Zula. Like, are you going to be eating the worms and stuff like that, too? <laughs> I do. I do. It's a great source of protein. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just I don't know about the worms, though. I, I don't know if I do you cook the worms or are they are they wiggling around and you just eat them like Raw. that? Okay. All right. Is it like sushi? Like what's t- talk to me about? We got Fourth of July like coming up. Raw. So people. Oh, like okay. ODB. Just so we're clear. Uh, the answer is yes. I am terrified of Zula. Okay, just want to make that clear right there. Let's move on to the president of Generation Championship Wrestling and also food truck connoisseur, the one, the only, Mr. Jeremy Gomez. I need to know this, and this is going to be an exclusive here, folks, on Duke Close Wrestling Podcast. Jeremy Gomez is about to break some news. Uh, of all of the food that you've ever had at your food truck uh, events here, your food truck rallies, biggest in the world ever, yes, get sir. a spork. What would you say is the number one thing that you never had before that you had for the first time at a food truck rally? I want to know the oh, name that. of it, what's in it, and why you loved it so much. Oh, that's easy. That was my food truck, man. That, anybody that came to food truck rallies back then in Tampa would have told you that my food truck was the place they went to to get food that they hadn't had before. Um, my food truck was called Not Your Ordinary Food Truck. We were the only food truck in the world that did all wild game. Um, the closest thing to normal meat we had was Wagyu beef from Japan that we had brought from Japan to, oh goodness, I forget where the, the other point was now. Japan to somewhere else so they could translate the labels to us. It was, oh, I forgot where I, where I shipped it to in between now. Anyways, but uh, so we had Wagyu beef. Then we had other things that got crazier from there. We had kangaroo on a stick. We had uh, bison, buffalo, turtle, python, possum, y- you name it. If they sold it in meat form, then in, in farm raised, that was us. So. Let me think. All right, all right, the, all right the, Jeremy Gomez. I, I'm expecting. So that, you to that was. Say I, so I would say kangaroo oh. on a stick because on, that was on my favorite. Oh, <laughs> hold on. All right. Now you, you see what you did there. You you just went. <laughs> I expected you to do something. You know, like fried coke or or you know something like that. Snickers covered ants. Yeah. Deep fried else. crickets. No, no. Something simple and savory and and gluttonous and so we could be like, oh, that's pretty cool. This kangaroo guy's talking on a stick. about kangaroo on a stick. 
it's like, what, what are you doing to me here, man? I mean, come yeah, on. We, <laughs> we sold so much kangaroo on a stick that it was fucking ridiculous, man. So much. We sold a lot of python on a stick too. You know, um, I've, I've had I've had rattlesnake and I've had pig heart, so I can't I can't say that I'm unfamiliar. Bison burgers, that's easy. Venison oh, yeah. is easy. But uh, ostrich, had, yeah, ostrich. Camel, I've had ostrich. Camel boar. burgers. Yeah. Uh, didn't do lot. We could have done lion burgers, but. Yeah, we we voted against that, and it was smart because people that sold lion were getting punched in the face. But, I mean, you name it, dude. We've had farm-raised possum before, which looks like a cute little bear. Uh, Unbelievable. So, wait, what's, um, the, what's the tastiest of all of that stuff? I need to can, know this. Uh, kangaroo or antelope, man. I'm going to go kangaroo or antelope. What, is, what does kangaroo taste like? Kangaroos, number one, kangaroo is like the second most produced meat there is, number one. It's like, it's like cows here. That's how much kangaroo. In fact, kangaroo meat is less than regular meat. But a kangaroo is like the most lean, breadest, most perfect meat you'll ever work with. It, even from a cooking standpoint, it's just, it's like, it's, it's like filet mignon constantly. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. Um, wow. And antelope is the same and ostrich there. The list could go on there. Oh, like, I, I've had ostrich. That's easy. You can get ostrich yeah. down the street. I, I want to talk more about this kangaroo meat though. So, so awesome. you, did you cook it like it was like a regular steak? What did, what did you do with it? Everything on our truck was either on a stick or broken down in a burger form, and the only thing we did was charboil it with salt, pepper, and garlic. Wow! So, so it's 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 basically on a skewer, and yeah. you're you're eating the kangaroo meat, and it's just salt, salt, pepper, and garlic, and and, yes, it, and it was delicious, huh? Yes, sir. Ah, it might have been smoked salt. I can say it now. I'm not going to be cooking again anytime. So it was smoked salt, pepper, and garlic. <laughs> kangaroo meat. So, so what part of the kangaroo is that coming from? Is that like the leg? Is it the loin? The butt? Is the loin? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yes, sir. So, wow. you know, for events like that, we'd be breaking down like 75 or so full kangaroos for the event. Like world's largest food truck rally, it'd be pretty much like 60 to 75 whole kangaroos we'd break down. So and, so do you need some kind of special permit to like a wild game permit to to be able to uh, import and cook stuff like that? Uh, no, because my food broker did. We actually, had, I actually had a food broker that would go like search out crazy food. Like on Halloween, we'd be serving calf brains and we call them zombie brains. Uh they just our truck was nuts, man. We had, you know, deep fried crickets, chocolate covered ants. We yeah, had, we had those yeah, Madeira those. poached escargot, uh, it, just like crazy stuff. Rabbit, camel, turtle. Sure. Oh, just, camel! Camel meat must be pretty tough, huh? It, it's actually again, it's it, as long as it's farm raised and everything's farm raised, it's usually pretty good and it's not gamey at all. Wow. You know, and everything we got was farm raised so we could tell what was in it, what they ate, what they drank, et cetera, et cetera. So I could say, yeah, the, the the weirdest food trucks I've ever been to in my life was probably mine. This is this is just freaking me out, man, because again, you got your, your Italian and, and your Hispanic heritage. Where where what Hispanic country is your is your father from? Spain. He's from Spain. So he's but actually both, from Spain. Both my families are from uh Spain. Uh, half and both sides of my family are half and half. My father and my dad, both of them are from Spain and in Sicily and Spain and Sicily. Oh, okay. So that makes a little bit more sense then because see Spain, Castilian Spanish, the, 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 I would say that from what I understand of the culture, definitely live off the land. Definitely, you know, whatever's around, we're cooking that up. We're, we're going to make it work and, and it's going to be beautiful. And the same thing in Sicily. I mean, Jesus Christ, although there's a lot more seafood. I, I noticed you didn't really mention any seafood. Well, in, uh, except for turtle. You did mention turtle close. Enough. Well, we did, we did the escargot, but I don't know if you oh, yeah, that seafood. Well, yeah, uh, did, let me think, did we do any other seafood on my damn truck? 
You didn't do I, I know shark, we, shark steaks, like maple no, shark or something like that? No, I, I know we did on occasion something, but there was a reason. I, I think it was because we were, it might have had something to do with cross contamination of seafood and, and the meat. Sure, and sure. The food truck and the small, there was a reason. Sure, sure. I know people listening right now are like, what the hell? I tuned into a wrestling podcast and these guys are talking about eating kangaroo and, and, and crickets. Like, what the hell is going on? Python. Don't forget Python. Not rattlesnake, yeah. Python. Well, see, rattlesnake is, is um, it, it reminded me a little bit of chicken. What was Python like? See, that, that's what you think. Now, but the reason, number one, the reason we did Python is because everybody in Florida already has a rattlesnake on their menu. And I don't like doing things that other people do. But Python, sure. you say it tastes like chicken. I can confirm that to me, farm-raised python, to me, tasted like the greatest, best ever rotisserie kind of chicken that you could ever cook. Exactly. That's what it tasted See, like to it me. It tasted exactly like that. Exactly. And we didn't deep fry anything. We, 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 we were real good at never deep frying stuff. Even our French fries, they were deep fried, but they weren't battered. So, I mean, like, we were, we were a pretty good truck. Like, we, it was primarily, like I said, burgers and 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 food on a stick so like if we had our burger we had like these arti- artisanal buns made by um, a place in in florida then we had heirloom tomatoes heirloom lettuce heirloom onions everything on our burgers were like we never did anything like normal like you wouldn't just go get a tomato you'd have to go get like an heirloom tomato or something like that it was all Dude, like pretty I, this is sounding very expensive so wait if, if i went it was. to a food truck rally <laughs> it, I'm, I'm walking out you know, at least three, two, three hundred dollars with less money in my pocket. Right? No, see, but, but, but because when you go things through a distributor, like you don't realize how much things are marked up at a grocery store. Like, for instance, if we went and got some like yellowfin tuna from our distributor, you're talking about paying like four dollars a pound as opposed to when you go to the store and they mark it up to twenty one dollars a pound. So we we had fragua on our truck, lots of fragua, um, fragua. We would sell for like you know eighteen dollars for like uh, for like eight to nine ounce chunks of frog If you went to go to like a, a, a restaurant and did that, they'd be 40, charging 80. Bucks, right? Oh, if you go to New York, it'd be like 80 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And we all got it from the same place. It'd all be Hudson Valley, grade a farm raised, uh, open, uh, free range frog You know, it, it's, it, it was just, we, we managed to cook very good things. And at the same time, like I do in most of my business, I'm not trying to rip people off. I'm trying to go for the long run for like, you know, it's a marathon. Volume. It's not a sprint. So we kept yeah. our prices down. Still made wow. money, still kept our product good, and we did it the right way. And so forget about going to a fancy restaurant. Just go to one of Jerry oh, Gomez's uh, food truck rallies, and, and that will be the best date you ever went on. Jeez. Go to a food – instead of going to a grocery store, call the numerous, numerous food distributors that are in town because they actually sell to everybody. They don't just sell to businesses. People just don't know that. Instead of going to a grocery store, get your meat from a food distributor. Get your meat from the meat market. Wow. You know, go, go to your, go, don't get vegetables at a grocery store. Go to a grove stand. Talk to the owners, you know, <laughs> get a repertoire with a, a repertoire. I can't speak. Dude, this is, this is blowing my mind, man. You know, and you reminded me too. We had a, we had a, a, a restaurant slash bar called the rattlesnake here in Boston. Um, a world renowned chef, Brian Poe, who was originally from new Orleans, I, I believe. It started um, at Brennan's. Guess oh, what? It's, you, you know, Poe. My cousin was the general manager at Brennan's for seven years before he started opening Bernini's and Carne Chop House here in Tampa. Unbelievable. What a small world, huh? <laughs> what a yeah. small world. So Poe was, was the first to bring Rattlesnake here to Boston. Yes. And put it on the menu. I believe that's correct. Yes, sir. And it was, and it was very, very popular. I mean, he's still, you know, he has his uh, Southern style, uh, you know, I think he, he's done even better with like the, his fried chicken and things of that nature there. But man, I missed that rattlesnake because I'll tell you, boy, 
that was something else. All right, we have one that there's no middle ground. You either love it or you're like me or you think it's a bizarre food, okay? From Wrestling Republic, listen to Savannah talk about Skyline Chili. Cleveland and Cincinnati are in their own two different worlds. Cincinnati has Skyline Chili. It's regular meat, but it has unsweetened chocolate, cinnamon. It's a Greek dish. It actually came from Greece. And then you just put the chili on top of the spaghetti and the cheese, and it's called a three-way. And then you do the same thing with the hot dogs. You put the chili and the cheese on top of the hot dog, and that's a Kobe. So it's bad enough. (laughs) that you called it you called it regular meat i don't know what that is. you know when, when i when i took a trip down to north carolina one time and, and i i went to a, a, a hole in the wall shack for some barbecue i'm like I'm, I'm down south you know mid-south i'm gonna get some barbecue and i said yes i will have some barbecue what do you have what kind of barbecue they have they said well, we have barbecue i said okay well, what kind of meat is it? and the guy looked at me and he said it's barbecue and i said okay i guess i'll have two pounds of barbecue <laughs> And he said, good. Couldn't tell me what kind of meat it was. So now let me go up to where you are now. You're telling me that there's regular meat, there's chocolate. Unsweetened chocolate. There's spaghetti. Depends on how the, the um, <laughs> recipe, how people get the recipe. There's spaghetti. I mean, what else What, what else are you going to Are you going to put the kitchen sink <laughs> in this chili as well here? This isn't chili. This is nonsense. Like, It's like a kid put it together. This is something that you guys eat up there? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, listen, listen, you know how to handle a gun, so I got to be very careful with with the way that I say things here because I just remembered that, you know, I, I could be in some big trouble if I don't play, if I don't play nice here. I'm just going to say Skyline Chili, Savannah, please don't offer me that ever. So I just need to avoid Cincinnati. Let me write them off my list. There will be no Anthony Bourdain-style food tour of Cincinnati because they put spaghetti in their chili. They use something called regular meat. They put chocolate in their chili. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you got Hershey syrup, put it in the chili. I don't know what's going on my articles are wrestlingrepublic.com twitter is savannah rg 513 instagram um savannah rg 90 i was shocked to find out about how many people love skyline chili it's not my thing but clearly it's a thing so (laughs) Shout out to Savannah and all the the Skyline Chili lovers out there. I think Mama Renegade is a a Skyline Chili lover as well, which is just really interesting. Really interesting. Okay, we've talked about so much food here. I think it's time for us to satisfy the sweet tooth. And who better to do it than Amber Rodriguez, okay? Indie wrestling star Amber Rodriguez and her daughter, Check this out. I know that there's some jelly beans going on over there. What kind of jelly beans are we eating? You say what kind of jelly beans? <laughs> She's shy now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I have a sweet tooth, so that's that's why I asked. I'm a big jelly beans fan myself. I don't um, care for them. Really? Never, never a thing, though. Yeah, I've never been into them. I'm more of a chocolate person. Oh, okay. Okay. So even the fancy jelly beans, like the Jelly Belly, because they have all the different flavors, that's not for you, huh? Those are so gross to me. Oh, no. (laughs) Those are so nasty. (laughs) Do you remember the first time you had the popcorn jelly belly jelly bean? Oh, I think I almost threw up. 
Like it was so weird. <laughs> oh, and the um the Harry Potter ones that they had at oh. one point. Those are terrible. I don't remember those. What did those taste like? Yeah, I think it was like when I think it was Sorcerer's Stone or Chamber of Secrets. When one of those came out, they came out with these jelly beans for the movie and yeah, it was it was bad. They had like the earwax flavor and like the butter beer like it was like stuff like from the movie so it was like a bunch oh. of really weird flavors i hated it yeah that's pretty weird that's pretty see I, i'm a i'm a big jelly even even the cheap jelly beans like you know the ones that like the store brand i love them Ugh. i love them <laughs> i see? like jelly beans yeah yes you do yes you that's why you're going to be the champion because you know you like the jelly beans just like me that's right <laughs> So what, what kind of chocolate are we eating, Amber? If, if if you had to pick one chocolate to eat for the rest of your life, what brand, what flavor, what's it going to be? Red velvet. Red, red velvet. velvet. Okay. Yeah. I count that as chocolate. But it's just chocolate with red food coloring. So <laughs> <laughs> I like red velvet and any, like any kind of like candy, like the only chocolate candy I'm not a fan of is Snickers. What? I don't really care for Snickers. What? What is this all about? What's wrong with Snickers? I don't know. I just it's it's a texture thing for me. Is it like too <laughs> lumpy? Like there's too much going yeah, on in there? Lumpy. That's just too much uh, going. On. Okay. Anybody listening? If you if you ever decide to get Amber any chocolate, you make sure you keep those Snickers away from her. She doesn't want any that lumpy chocolate. All right. Please. <laughs> you know that's interesting. Now now when it comes to you know, pro wrestling, because we know that you have been beating people up all over the place. You're somebody who is very well known for getting it done in the ring. Um, do you incorporate chocolate? Is that like, a, is it a treat after the match, <laughs> before the match? Like, wait, what's up with that? I wait till after. Um, it's like a treat to myself after training and dieting, um, preparing for the match. So it's like I go. finally get to just let go a little bit. There you go. So so if you like uh, the match, then you, you treat yourself to some chocolate afterwards. Huh? I mean, even if I don't like it, I mean, emotional eating is a thing, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all know that, especially after this past year. My goodness. Yeah, yeah I'm like, either way, it's going to help me feel better. So, <laughs> OK, we've had food from all over the world. We've even had soda, not pop holiday. We've had uh, our candy. You know, our chocolate with and, and jelly beans with Amber Rodriguez and her daughter. So we've satisfied the human element here, but Duke Loves Wrestling is listened to not only by all the people, but animals love us as well. In fact, check this out, okay? We have food marketing specialist, journalist, overall jack of all trades, or shall I say Jane of all trades, Christina Orso, who talks about her dog, Marty, and some of the food that he enjoys eating. This is fun. Check this out. What's Marty's favorite meal, favorite restaurant meal that he just can't get enough of? He loves a snack on. Oh, my gosh. Hands down. Chick-fil-A soft serve ice cream. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a that's a national brand. So I, I, I let me think about local. But oh, my gosh. Yeah. So though this is terrible to say but the first weekend I got him I like was it was Memorial Day weekend I was walking him around everywhere and we discovered you know I picked up ice cream and 
even as a little baby, he loved it. But yeah, vanilla soft serve ice cream from local places. Oh, this is easy. So we live very, very close to Mortadella Head in Davis Square. And what, to the point where when we're walking down College Ave, he knows which door to turn to because the owners give him little pieces of the Italian meatballs. <laughs> so yes, I would say locally his favorite is Italian meatballs from Mortadella Head. And there you have it, folks. We have certainly run the gamut. We've gone all over the world. We've had bizarre foods, candy, food for dogs, food for kids, the whole nine yards there. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I hope you enjoyed this edition, special edition of Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, all about food. I wanted to give you something that um, could be a little long form because I know a lot of you folks are going to be driving. A lot of you folks are cooking and you just need something going on in the background to pass the time and also, you know, keep you awake, keep you sharp. So that's why I wanted to make sure we had a lot of voices there, some music, the whole nine yards. So listen, I know that um, it's a joyous time of year, especially here in the United States and for all Americans all around the world. Please, I beg of you, do not drink and drive. Okay, I know it's it's amateur hour. That's what I call it. This time of year, I call it amateur hour. A lot of folks who are younger or don't drive often are out there. Unfortunately, they are over drinking, getting behind the wheel. It's terrible. Don't be one of them. Be careful out there. Call an Uber. Use public transportation. Maybe you need to uh, grab yourself something at the local package store and, and have your drinks at home. Just be careful. Have a good time, but please be careful. As I always say, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. And there's no better way to do that than to not drink and drive. So please be careful once again. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs> 